episode 17, Coleman Pocket Stove. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a December 6th, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. In this bi-weekly podcast, museum staff reveal the story behind the story about artifacts featured on the Cool Things section of the website, kshs.org. Sue wants a barbecue, Sam wants to boil a ham, Grace votes for... In the following interview, curator Blair Tarr reveals the militant origin of the Coleman Company, a popular Wichita-based maker of camping equipment. He'll explain the development of the Coleman pocket stove and the role it played for American soldiers fighting in World War II. Hello, Blair Tarr, curator at the Kansas Museum of History. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions about the Coleman Pocket Stove. Um, All right. Well, let me first say that it's a pleasure to be working once again with the Regis Philbin of Museum Podcast Interviews. <laughs> wow, Regis Philbin. That's, that's good. Thanks. Okay, back to business. On June 28, 1945, the Saturday Evening Post ran the title, Over a Million Gone to War. What was the writer talking about? Uh, I think the answer, Regis, must be camp followers. That was always a problem with the Army. It was ever since the Civil War and before that. Well, no, wait a minute. This is the wholesome Saturday evening post. They wouldn't be talking about camp followers. <laughs> Although that would be more interesting. I'd read about camp followers. No, what they were talking about, of course, is the GI pocket stove that wow. the Coleman Company of Wichita created for the Army during World War II. Uh, it was a nice little item, an aluminum uh, cylinder that contained a little stove, and the two cups that the stove was contained on could be used as cooking pots. It's only about eight and a half inches high and about four and a half inches in diameter. Wow, so it's pretty compact. And what, what kind of fuel does it use? It was one of the things that they needed to be very specific about, that it, it could use any type of fuel, a liquid fuel, whether it be gasoline, kerosene, or anything other other petroleum product that could be readily available on the battlefield. Wow. Okay. The uh, the Coleman Company manufactured this pocket stove. Um, who founded the Coleman Company? William C. Coleman. There's a big mm. surprise, isn't wow. it? Coleman. They named a company after, after him. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a law student. Uh, he was traveling down through Alabama, trying to make a little money to put himself through school. And he saw this lantern that was putting out a brilliant light at night. And this was unusual. He didn't have good eyesight to begin with and was just really surprised at the output. Mm -hmm. So he bought up with the money that he had the stock of these lanterns and decided to try to sell them. And it eventually turned out to be a success. He went up to Kingfisher, Oklahoma and went into the lantern business. and stayed there for a few years. It wasn't the place that he would always wind up at, mm-hmm. in a course. Because uh, eventually, Coleman moves his company to, company to Wichita. Yes, he uh, does. Why but, Wichita? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you some reason yeah, why. Well, <laughs> uh, well, it was a better location. If you've ever been to Kingfisher, Oklahoma, it's just a little bit northwest of Oklahoma City. In the early 1900s, that still wasn't a big place yet. Wichita was a little better established. Probably more transportation. And besides, it also went by the title, The Peerless Princess of the Prairie, or the Plains, rather. I'm sorry. This is alliteration. I'm and sorry, did prairie. I spit on you? Would you <laughs> like a towel, a moist right. towel, edge, anything like that? I'll just wipe it off. <laughs> 
Um, well, I mean, there wasn't any connection between Coleman and, and like, Boeing or any of those companies at the time, was there? Not at the time, no. Okay. Um, the U.S. Army had specific requirements for this stove because it was really produced for the U.S. Army initially. Um, what were some? What were the specifications, and who did the Army envision would be using these stoves? Well, we already mentioned one qualification. It had to be somewhat flexible on what fuel they could use. It also had to be fairly lightweight since they were carrying this as part of their packs in the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, has to operate in any kind of weather because it could be used in extreme weather. It could be used in desert fighting. It could be used in winter fighting. So there's a quite, quite a range of temperatures that it could, could affect it. Mm-hmm. And they had to develop it very quickly because they needed it right away. And Coleman succeeded at that. They say they were able to develop it in 60 days. Wow. Coleman did more than make stoves during World War II. Um, what other items did Coleman manufacture? Uh, they actually did make parts for B-17s and B-19, yeah, B-29s, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there probably was some interplay with Boeing and other companies at that time. Because they were all sort of defense contractors. They were all defense contractors. And just about every business that produced something during World War II, no matter where you were, mm-hmm. was involved in war production. And they also, as they notice on their company history, they say they made projectiles, which I assume means uh, ammunition mm-hmm. and bombs. Did Coleman successfully adjust to the post-war economy? Yeah, they did. They certainly did. Uh, you probably have Coleman things in your apartment. I do indeed. You're probably using them to cook on, actually, if I know <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> they work. Yeah, Coleman really took off after World War II and made a quite a business doing making camping equipment and stoves, canoes, you name it. They probably have made it at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunately no longer a family business. Sometime in the early 90s, I believe, they were bought out by a bigger business. And while they're still in Wichita, they're no longer Coleman-owned. Um, <clears throat> if you want to see, there's a, there's a Coleman Museum, right? Like, if you wanted to, is that correct? I think there is. I think there still is. There used to, have, there used to be one in their headquarters down at Wichita. Mm-hmm. And they had an old longtime employee that ran it for quite a while, actually, because he literally knew everything. About the company. Okay. My last question. Uh, I'll just I'll give it to you here. Uh, Coleman referred to referred to this burner as the pocket stove. In your opinion, what other household appliances should be pocket sized? For example, I would like to see the Coleman pocket food dehydrator or a Coleman pocket juicer. Uh, what what kind of things would you like to see? I noticed that you're concentrating on food, but that doesn't really surprise me. I've seen you clean out whole buffets at, well, at times. Food's, food's important. <laughs> Well, I think they are working on a pocket range. I think it's a little two inch by two by three by one inch thing that is like a transformer cartoon. It wow! Built out to a whole range, and you do all the cooking on it. Dang, Coleman is good. <laughs> and there's also maybe the pocket vacuum, which I think they're still having a few problems with. And it may have also been something done by Ron Popeil as a, something to encourage people to buy Vegematics and pocket fishermen's and things like that. The Popeil pocket vacuum. Yes, it's, I think. One of the other problems is there's a little suction problem with it, but we'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, by thank- the way, <laughs> by the way, I just want you to know when people listen to this and think that last question is serious, when we get the 50 emails, phones, and phone calls and letters, you're answering all of them. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll take responsibility yeah. for the ridiculous question. Okay, Blair. Well, thanks for telling us about the pocket stove and uh, suggesting some other pocket ideas. Well, thank you very much. Regis, and say hello to Kelly for me. 
That's the end of episode 17, Coleman Pocket Stove. Return in two weeks when Assistant Registrar Nikayla Zimmerman asks me questions about a set of overalls manufactured by Key Industries in Fort Scott, Kansas. Together, we'll unlock the secret of why farmers always wear overalls. If you'd like to provide some feedback on our podcasts, you can access a survey on our website, kshs.org, from either the Cool Things page or the podcast page. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. If I can climb out of bed, put a hat on my head, you can tell her. I